Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. I'm WSB's Mark Aram. Depend on the WSB Breaking News Center for immediate, for immediate breaking news, severe weather alerts, or a traffic red alert whenever and wherever they strike. Immediately accurate WSB. Depend on it. Hi, this is Kevin Neal, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. Boy, that is Jewish. No, I'll run this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. Back to the show and a good Wednesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 11.07, 7 after 11. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Coming up shortly, uh, Lonely Tailgater with Blessed or Not Blessed. We will also play uh, 20 questions with Loti and Longoria to try to guess the guest we will have on the show Friday. Is um, his name Kevin? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm very excited to play this game with you guys. All I'm right. very excited to play this game. Okay. I know it's going to be great radio. Uh, in the meantime, we are discussing the uh, tragic uh, mid-air plane collision of uh, two small planes in Carrollton this morning. Carroll County, excuse me, at the West Georgia Airport killed three. Two of the three have been identified. We're just discussing this and, and our fascination both as a news organization and news ingesters of why we are just always wanting uh, extra and more coverage of plane crashes. And I think we've, we've pretty much understood that it's the, the rarity of them. They don't happen very frequently, thankfully. And when they do, we, we want uh, extra coverage of them. And I think that there's something subconsciously, too, about the fact that and this might be way too deep. You might think I'm smoking marijuana, but I'm not. But something subconsciously like that we we have have as as a race have broken the barriers of ground containment, you know, and, and there's something mystical and magical about flight and the fact that we have now taken to the skies as humans. Um and there's something I think there's something to do with that. The fact that we have, you know, we have mastered gravity, and we, we can uh, defy gravity and fly over. I'm always amazed. Say gravity. Did I say gravity again? Gravity. Okay. You were uh, saying gravity. Gravity. Yeah, you were putting an extra R in there. Yeah. Gravity. Gravity. Yeah. Gravity. Uh, my great-grandmother, for example, never flew on a plane in her life. Really? Isn't that amazing? You know, I met somebody here when I first moved here that he had never flown in a plane before, and he was like my age, and I'm like, really? You've yeah. never flown? like. I I I I don't think about that. You know, it's so no. weird. It's so odd. Like I think everybody's flown in a plane, yeah. but he was just like, no, a lot of people haven't. I've for never sure. flown ever, anywhere. I'm like, wow, that's odd. Yeah. You Every know? time I'm in, I'm in flight. I'm like, my great grandparents never had this experience. It's it's kind of there's something mystical about it. And yeah, I think that yeah. factors into it. Uh, before the break, we were talking to uh, Jack, a student pilot uh, from Marietta. Uh, continue on, my friend. Thank you for joining us. But how old are you, by the way? 
Oh, uh, I'm 15. Thank you, sir. All right. Is this Jacob on uh, Instagram? Oh, yes, sir, it is. Oh, all right. Is your name Jacob or Jack? Oh, uh, it's Jacob. I go by Jack. Okay, fair enough. I'm Mark. Yeah, I go by you, Bishop. <laughs> all right so so what give as a student as a 15 year old student pilot good for you by the way um you. what's your what's your thought you think that the student pilot would be handling the uh the the aircraft at this point oh uh, yes sir i think because my instructor he always wants to see take off and landing and everything in flight so it's more likely that the student was the one handling the plane and the um the instructor was Watching him, I guess. Now, is there on, on help? Forgive my ignorance here, Jack. Um, <laughs> but so when I was taking driver's ed, the car had brakes on the passenger side. I was thinking the same thing. So the the uh, instructor could take over if you know if someone freaked out on the if one of the student oh, yeah. drivers is that the same in a plane? Can the can the instructor take over if need be? Yes, it's like that, but it's like a lot better since there's two yokes. So. The instructor can just grab right in front of him and steer the plane out of the way. Well, that's or comforting can, to know. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's been in planes because co-pilots and stuff. Have you ever had an instructor grab your yoke? Uh, yeah, a couple times. Oh, really? Like, what yeah. what happened where they were like, "All right, we gotta take, we gotta it's, take over." Oh, uh, so it's a similar situation that happened today. We were landing in Griffin, I think it is. Okay. And that's a non-towered airport. So we were, we were on base, which is, like, parallel to the runway, and somebody was on final, but the guy on final wasn't on the radio, which I think is what happened today. Mm-hmm. And I guess he didn't see us, so he turned, he cut us off, and my instructor, he ended up, like, pulling the throttle all the way up, and then we ended up going around. Wow. Well, that, was, yeah, that must so. have been scary as heck. Oh, yeah, yeah. My friend in the backseat was only pointed out, so who knows what's happening. All right, Jack, uh, I'm so, uh, forgive me for, for badgering you with questions, but oh, l- right, let's yeah. say you're on approach to the Griffin Airport, and it's an un- there's no tower there. What are you saying on the radio on that channel that everyone's supposed to be listening to? Like, what do you say on that channel? So, uh, since it's a non-towered airport, you're supposed to call out all your positions. Like, there's downwind, base, final... So, ma- make parking. something up for me. Let me hear let me know how it sounds like. So, let's just say Griffin Tower... Uh, Cherokee two nine nine whiskey tango, would you say? Okay. Uh, turning base onto runway three one Griffin. So you say the airport before and after, mm-hmm. but it is mandatory to the radio. But most people don't, I guess, just because like they think it's it doesn't matter. Ones, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so anyone that's anyone there. that was listening on that channel though would understand exactly what you said. Oh yeah, definitely yes. Interesting. Interesting. It's like the first thing that you chose in flight school. So, so what do you think happened here? What do you what do you think caused um, this midair collision? I mean, if I were to guess, I would think one of them didn't have the radio on because if the student, I'm not saying like it, it was who it was, but like let's say if the student pilot had his radio off and he said uh, has radio on in the uh, William was the name in the other plane. The other plane, yeah. Yeah, like if he had it off, he wouldn't have heard that. Yeah, I would imagine that the student pilot, ha- I mean, if there's a teacher there, the teacher's going to make sure the radio's on, right? Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. What about the other caller that said um, the student might not speak uh, very good English? Do you think that could have been a factor? Um, I don't think so, because the, pro- uh, the instructor, if he didn't know how to speak English, the instructor would yeah. probably say it for him. Good point, good point. Yeah. Look at that, Jack, bringing the heat. Jack, you have just... Uh, <laughs> Past Chuck in front runner status for a star of the show, my friend. Thank you, sir. Hey, listen, keep up the good work. 15-year-old student pilot, stay safe up there, buddy. 
Yeah, thank you, sir. Thank All you right. so much. Take care. I like the way he tells sir. That's nice. Yeah. That's cool. That's amazing. 15? Mm-hmm. I was scared to take driver's ed at 15. Well, not scared. <laughs> yeah, I know. Not scared, but... But, yeah, yeah. Like, worried. Yeah, I like, was scared to go on the bridge at 15 when I was de- driving it. I remember it's the first... Like him make me feel useless. Yeah, totally. We're going to all be like working for Jack one day. We're just sitting here on our butts, yeah. just yapping exactly. into the microphone, and he's... I can barely ride a bike at 15. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember like, the first time fine. the driver's ed, we got on uh, Interstate 84, which in Connecticut, which to me was the biggest interstate in the world. It was like three lanes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, at 15, but when you're 15, 16. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's when I see like student drivers on I 75 in Cobb County and there's oh, 12 lanes. Gosh, that's I intimidating. I, I was really freaking out on 84 with three lanes. I was in Montana. They only had two. I remember Emily Klein was my driver's ed class. And the first time she got on I 84, I soiled myself. I'm like this girl is gonna kill us all. That's probably where it be- where I became a bad passenger. Was it probably was Emily right? Klein, uh, who I'm still friends with to this day. But I was like, we're gonna die. We're gonna die on I-84. <laughs> this is how I'm this is how out. I'm going down behind the wheel. Emily Klein's behind the wheel. But the instructor had the other. I don't think there was another steering wheel. No, it's just a brake. Oh, yeah. All it was was a brake, so they could so. just stop. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if that would help anything. Crazy. Uh, 404-872-0750. Nancy in Atlanta. Nancy, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. I just wanted to re- think about Sully, whatever his name is, the guy that landed the passenger jet in the Hudson River. Sully Sullenberg, who uh, might be a guest on the Mark Aram Show coming up. We've, we've scheduled him. Oh, really? Yeah. Hot dog. Hot dog is right. I'm I'm pretty excited to talk to him. Yeah, that was uh that's one of the few plane crashes that was where a success story. Exactly. Fifteen year old girl. Yeah. The, I had a very close friend whose husband went down in a gust I guess it was about ten, fifteen years ago, and his last words were pray for us. Oh wow. I mean, I can't imagine that plane on 285, and he's yeah. so calmly saying, we're going down. We're going down. And, and to, uh, miraculously didn't kill anyone on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. And, the, and so he landed that plane in the, in river. the middle of a river yeah. with boats and everything. It was God does strange things. God is uh, amazing in many ways. Thanks. Nancy, always a pleasure, dear. Bye bye. 404 1 800 WSB Talk. And now, it's time for Blessed or Not Blessed with the Lonely Tailgater. He is the world's foremost expert on what is blessed and what is not blessed. He joins us every Wednesday on the Mark Aram Show. He is the Lonely Tailgater. How are you, sir? Have you ever had an instructor grab your yoke? <laughs> Never. I've never taken. You asked a, that to a fifteen-year-old. I think that's technically statutory rape. Come on, tailgater. <laughs> uh, we were I'm laughing about grab it the yoke. That's what he called it. It's I know the yoke. I didn't know that was the uh, terminology. Just but. felt like it was more of a anyway. Yeah. As as we <laughs> as we move on, uh, transportation edition of blessed or not blessed. I'm going to mention a mode of transportation. You tell me if it is blessed or not blessed. Okay. Let's go. All right, horse and buggy. Blessed or not blessed. Well, since horses defecate, I'm going to go not blessed. You remember the episode of Seinfeld where he gave the beefarino to the horse? Or Kramer gave <laughs> Absolutely. The to the horse? Absolutely. Yeah, you can't Must do that. Be. What happens, man? Not blessed. Did you, uh, did you know horses don't eat meat? They're vegetarians. I don't yeah, know how you, you didn't know that. to a horse? Well, I, I mean, yeah, exactly. 
Oh, I knew that. I was asking if you knew that. Well, yeah. Yeah. You can't give a hamburger to, I mean, I guess you could, but they prefer apples and hay and peppermints. They like peppermints and carrots also. And they don't want their yolk wrapped. (laughs) Anyway, uh, rickshaw, (laughs) blessed or not blessed? A rickshaw, I will say this, for, for the passenger is very blessed. For the person piloting the rickshaw, that's a lot of work. Not blessed. Not blessed on the rickshaw. All right. Yeah. Your hatred of third world countries, I thought you would have called that a blessed uh, <laughs> mode of transport. Well, that's my white half speaking. Understood. Okay, that's right. Um, the uh, the Segway, blessed or not blessed? You know what? I'll tell you, the hype that the Segway got, that was supposed to be so revolutionary. I'll tell you, I never see segways. Where, I, like, if I'm at the airport, maybe, or I see a traffic cop, maybe, I never see these things. Not blessed. Not blessed. The only not, people I've seen. The only people I've seen on them are police officers and tourists in downtown Atlanta. Apparently, you can rent them. Um, but it didn't become the. I remember when they first came out, we had one. They brought one into the station, and got to drive around on it. It was cool. But you, just, I think the the dork, you just look like a dork on it. You yeah, know, you like yeah. a lazy dork. Yeah. Is dork still a word being used in 2016? It is now, yeah. All right, I just threw out the dork. All right, uh, next mode of transportation, the rascal scooter. Blessed or not blessed? Wow, the rascal scooter. You know what? Speaking of things that make you look like a dork, uh, I'm going to go with not blessed. The Really? The rascal's not blessed? Not blessed. And no, nothing to back, just a gut feeling, No, no reasoning behind that? No, nah, just no, no, no reasoning. I'm just gonna go with not blessed. Right. You know what? That's my gut talk. Your gut talking, not blessed on the rascal scooter. All right, final mode of transportation, blessed or not blessed? The submarine is the submarine blessed or not blessed? Oh, you know what? I would love to get in the submarine. That would be very blessed, man. <laughs> you know what? I tell you, what's a little off-putting. There's no windows. Now that's a little not blessed. Yeah. But I'm too claustrophobic for a submarine. I couldn't do it. Oh man! There was one on. They used to have one on display in New York. That would go on on a field trip every year. Um, there was the 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 Nimitz. I think is the the aircraft or the uh, boat that they had there. And then there was a submarine next to it. And you'd go in the submarine. And I remember being 12 years old, going, "Get me the hell out of here! This is I could never be." Uh, I mean, they're blessed instruments of destruction. But I am I am way too claustrophobic to go in a submarine. Blessed instruments of destruction. <laughs> I'm stealing that. There you go. All right. Uh, listen, uh, follow him on Twitter because I can't retweet half the stuff, or more than half the stuff he tweets. Um, oh, Auburn, not like this. Oh. Have a blessed night, my friend. Christopher Calandro forever. Amen. Follow him on Twitter, at Lonely Tailgater. We're going to come back with more of your calls. 404-872-0750. It's the infinitely blessed Mark Aram Show. The Mark Aram Show, brought to you by Low T Nation. One stop. Yeah. If you want me, you can find me in the air. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back to the show to 1125. Let's fly through some calls. we got to do 20 questions. Marco in Lilburn. We need more lemon pledge. Welcome to the show, Marco. How are you, buddy? Very good. Welcome, man. Excellent. What's going on? That much. Um, yeah, on the flight, <laughs> I'm wondering if, uh, you know how the interstates, we have cameras all over the place, buildings. If they do it at the airports, and then they would get a, you know, a good idea of what happened. 
Say it again. Like, you know, if they have cameras, you know, all over the airport, you know, oh. ways, and then they could, you know, then they would see. Yeah, I don't know, but even if happened. they did have cameras, I mean, they'd have to be pointed to the sky at that point to see because this. Oh, is I thought a, they were right at the landing. Um, I, th- okay, I think. I so. think um, the way I read it was a mid-air collision. Is that what you're reading it? Chuck? Oh, okay. Yeah. Clyde as they approached the runway. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they were still in the air. Okay, I guess, yeah. Have you ever been in a small plane, Marco? No, I'm dying and, you know, like Tailgater said, I would love to uh, go on a submarine. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. going to be tougher. <laughs> That's going to be... <laughs> I would imagine. What do you, What percentage of people do you think have never been on a small plane? On a small plane or just a plane? Small plane. So, like, private jet. Private little guy. 99% yeah right 99 what percentage yeah. of people have never been on a plane period do you think the whole United States never been on a plane it's gotta be just I'll say under under 50% Rachel just yeah, walked in ask right. Rachel if she's ever been on a plane yes okay yes. alright fair enough that was our uh, test group uh, Henry's in Woodstock Henry uh, welcome to the show how are you bud I'm doing just fine. How about yourself? Excellent. Uh, we only have about 20 seconds unless you want to be get held over for the news. I can hold. Okay, hang on. Henry's and Woodstock's going to hold after uh, Alewine gives the news. Uh, we'll finish up with the calls. Uh, has anyone out there never been on a plane? Let me hear that. Have you never been on a plane? 404, any size plane. Any size. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I bet 32% of Americans have never been on a plane. Google that during the news, Chuck. 32%. All right, coming back, Mark Amschel. I'm WSB's Herman Kane, and depend on this. Whenever and wherever there's breaking news, severe weather alert, or a traffic red alert, the WSB 24-hour breaking news center will tell you about it. News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB, depend on it. Jamie Foxx here. You there? You listening to the Mark Aram Show? You better. He packed in the animals two by two. Ox, a camel, and a kangaroo. Packed him in that ox so tight. I couldn't get no sleep that night. Roll the sun, ship and ham. Tell me about that master play. Oh, my Lord. Welcome back to the show, 11.36.24 in front of midnight. Mark Aaron with you till 12 every Monday through Friday on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Low T's here, Longoria's here. Before we get back to Henry and Woodstock, Low Tizzle doing a lot of research during the news break there. How many or what percentage of people have never flown in an airplane? Low T. So according to the U.S. Bureau of Transportation Statistics, uh, roughly 18% of Americans have never flown in their entire life. And I said 32, so we should have done an over-under on that. I'm sorry I didn't yeah. let you guys I get I thought it would be play. a lot more yeah. that hadn't. Um, but in the number steadily, uh, that, that number shrinking, the amount of people sure. flying are, are steadily rising. So, is that uh, is that is that the world or just the united states that was the united states oh, yeah. and that took that's from the air and space the world's got to be 80 percent, 85 percent. yeah now the world they roughly 3.5 billion people fly a year but i couldn't find statistics on on how many don't and then this is the best guess that they could come up from the 2003 and 2009 uh Data. Data. Okay. That they've got. 18%. Interesting. All right. Back to Henry in Woodstock. Henry, thanks for hanging through the news, my friend. No problem. Thanks for taking my call. What's on your mind? 
that's a tragedy, uh, no matter what. But if they established who landed on who, uh, somebody, I think it was a 79-year-old year pilot. I don't think and, they've established uh, who was at fault, if anyone's at fault, or who landed on who, I don't think. Well, I know back in 1979, when I was in the Navy, they had the worst air crash in America at the time, where a big plane hit a little plane. Yeah. And uh, it landed about three blocks from where I lived. Oh, and wow. uh, I was there before the police and fire trucks got there. And it kept me out of the airplane for a long time. I, I can imagine. But as far as, yeah, because it was terrible. It was 90-something people killed. Yeah. It was rough to see. No doubt. But as far as back on your subject of submarines, I drive one any day. When I was in the Navy, I used to repair them. And we'd have to go out and witness, uh, you know, the machinery working underwater or whatever. Mm -hmm. and first time I went out on one, they knew that I'd never been out on a sub. Yeah, I was nervous. I, I don't, it's not so much nervous. I think I would just be claustrophobic. I get claustrophobic on planes. One time I had to sit on the tarmac for four hours at Newark after we landed. Yeah, four I got stuck hours? in Chicago. Four hours. Yeah, what I got stuck in Chicago. Four hours, I couldn't get you off the plane. I don't. I don't know. It was. I mean, I've gotten on planes yeah. and had to sit for hours. We landed. And I was like, it was like we had delay. It was weather. It was all weather related, and we finally landed. And there was no gate for us to go to because there was no planes leaving or whatever. Oh, so they're all just sitting for, there. After you've landed, you're like, all right, finally, I can get four hours. That was, um, I mean, that's the epitome of first world problems, but that was. Yeah. That was you want to be like, just just wheel up a, a, yeah. a, a set of stairs. I'll walk off. We'll like, walk like, off yeah, on the, totally. Oh. Uh, it was awful. Mike's in Snellville. Mikey, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, sir. Hey, how are you tonight? Excellent. What's going on? I was just calling about the uh, crash that happened today. I always hate to hear about mm -hmm. all plane crashes or any other plane crashes. And uh, I uh, had a comment. On, it's kind of funny. I actually soloed today 18 years ago, same year that uh, Mark McGuire hit, the, hit his home run record. And uh, I, I've never finished my pilot's license, but I grew up around planes and stuff. And I, I, I haven't heard every call that's been in tonight, but I didn't know if anybody commented. I would think that if the student pilot was flying with an instructor, that they were the most likely to be making all their calls as far as your 15-year-old uh, student pilot said earlier. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. Yeah, and, and so, you know, the older pilot, I, I love bonanzas and stuff, but, you know, you get, you get a little bit uh, uh, slack. And if he did like a straight-in approach or something and never even called in or didn't have his radio on Unicom, um, he he would have come in faster than them, above them probably, and mm. not even see them as they turn final and just basically run over them. Yeah, and you know, not not to place blame because obviously he wasn't there, but that seems a uh, a, likely a likely scenario. Yeah. Maybe. Why why did you uh, not get your license, Mike? What 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 caused you to stop? Uh, well, I, <laughs> a lot of things, mostly money and time, yeah. and I I still plan on doing it again. I, I haven't gotten out of my system. I grew up in planes from, I, I learned to fly a plane before I ever uh, drove a car or anything. My, my dad made me learn to fly and land the plane because uh, he got his license the year before I was born. Wow. And, uh, you know, my mom never had any interest in learning to fly, so he was always, Teaching there's you. no reason to uh, die in a plane if I have a heart attack because we would always go in the plane, you know, everywhere Understood. we went. Understood. Back when I first started 
flying in the helicopter with Captain Herb, I thought about taking helicopter lessons um, because I figured, well, you know, if something happens up there, I want to be able to take over. Uh, yeah, what happens if something happens to the pilot and you're kind of SOL? Exactly. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm going to look into it. And helicopter lessons are 20 times more expensive than plane lessons. It's weird because the cost of a helicopter is so much more than the cost yeah, of a plane. I think it's a little bit more complicated. Oh, yeah, to, totally. To, to so do. I told Captain Herb, I'm like, hey, I'm going to take, I'm going to start taking helicopter lessons. He's like, why are you doing that? I was like, well, you know, in case something happens to the pilot, I can, I can, you know, land us. He goes, oh, you won't be able to do that. <laughs> you know, they, there's no time to do that. If the if something happens to the pilot, it's done. You're down because there's no controls. Uh, you know, the yoke, as it were, is on the pilot side. <laughs> on, the side. Yeah. on, so I never took the. Lesson. Yeah, there's no. I don't think there would be. A, there's no autopilot on no. a helicopter, no. right? Like the, you would have you on just a drop on a like a rock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, David's in McDonough. David, you're on the Mark Aram show. Hey, bud. Hey, Dave. What's up? Uh, I'm a licensed pilot, licensed flight instructor. And what's your and take I'm on all this? About, about the plane crash and all, and and uh, you were talking about it could be whose fault it would be. It's very possible it was nobody's fault because uh, you get you have a lot of aircraft that's flying all over the country, especially in little small airports like that that mm-hmm. do not even have a radio. Yeah, it's not a law they have to. So you don't have and, to have a radio in the airplane. Right. Because you have old biplanes and stuff, they never had radios. There. Yeah. And so if you got a plane like that coming in and then you got another plane coming in, depending on uh, you got high wing and low plane low wing aircraft, if you're flying high wing aircraft, you can't see above you as well in turns and things like that. Sure, sure. Like that. So let me let me run this by you, David. Under you. Let me run this by you. One of the aircraft was a diamond aircraft DA twenty C one. And the other was a Beach F-33A. Would those normally have uh, radios in them? Um, uh, I'm really not sure, but uh, one guy that did call said that there's some of these guys that's been flying a long time uh, have a habit of not making calls in a small airport. And that is true, too. Yeah. but uh, It's kind of like people driving on, you know, people get lazy driving. They don't put their signal on when they're making turns. Drives me up a wall. Laziness. Turn your freaking signal on. Tom's in Douglasville. Tom, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hi. Hey, uh, can you hear me okay? Excellent. All right. Hey, uh, I'm a licensed pilot, and uh, I've been at work all day, and I've got bits and pieces of what happened. So I want to ask anybody, did this happen on final approach? Yes. Okay. Well, my educated guess is what happened, not to who to blame, but uh, educated guess is uh, when I was a student pilot, it's barbecued into your brain to call out your positions on, on the air, air, airfield. Downwind, base leg, final. So it's my guess that the student pilot was doing everything correctly. Yeah. And it's also my guess that the uh, 79-year-old Beechcraft Bonanza pilot became complacent over the years and didn't use his call signs. Uh, it, were, it, it announced where he was in the airport. Again, the, these are all just to, these are all theories. So do, we don't know anything yet. Are you at an airport right now, Tom? No, I was. I was earlier. I worked oh. in Hartsfield. I just. I just thought I heard a plane buzzing. No, that, that was a guy on a motorcycle. Oh, all right, very but, good. But it, anyway, I, I got something else to say. Go ahead. Okay, it's kind of like being a being in a Corvette driving on a road. All of a sudden, you come up on a on a Volkswagen in front of you. Oh God, what am I? I got to move. I don't think. 
the guy in the Beechcraft ever saw the little airplane because he's lighter, he's lower, and he's slower, and he is probably um, beneath his engine cowling, and uh, the Beechcraft is a high-performance airplane where the other guy's just a, a little slug bug, and he never so saw who was flying? So who was flying the slug bug, the, the student? Yes. Okay. The guy in the Beechcraft was flying the hyper. He was flying the Corvette, and the other guy was flying the Volkswagen, and he simply overtook him and never saw him. That's and, my and guess. The, and the, the slug bug wouldn't have seen him coming in? or Negative, because yeah. the Beechcraft has to fly faster to stay in the air. The slug bug has to, it can fly slower. Gotcha, gotcha. That's, that's my idea. Tom, thank you so much for the call, man. Thank you. All right. Uh, Chuck, line four, what do we got? Negative. <laughs> uh, David. David's in McDonough. in McDonough. David, welcome to the program. Hello, sir. Hey, how you doing? Excellent. What's up, buddy? Hey, I was just calling in, and it's funny that your earlier caller just a few calls ago mentioned that he was in the Navy, and that's what I was going to say is this this crash is very, very similar to a crash that happened out in San Diego, and if I'm not mistaken, it was either in the mid to late, uh, the early to mid-70s, and it was when a, uh, a 727 basically ran over, uh, I believe it was a Beechcraft, and uh, there was a crash, crash just in uh, the north part of San Diego. And at the time, it was the deadliest air disaster in the United States. There were like 145-something people killed. Uh, Do you think that was the same crash that that guy was talking about? I'm almost positive yeah. it has to be because he mentioned that he was in the Navy and there's a large Navy base out there, and it crashed in the neighborhood just uh, outside of the city. So it's very possible that he would have been living there. And um, it was just eerily similar. I mean, the... the 727 just ran completely over that uh, beach craft. They never even saw him. Awful. Awful story. Hey, uh, I really appreciate the calls. Um, we're going to, we're no more calls, Chuck. We're going to play 20 questions. I want to have a little bit of good time at the end of the show. So, 20 questions coming up on who our guest is on Friday. These two bananas will play. We will have the very latest. On this tragedy in Carroll County tomorrow morning on Atlanta's Morning News, of course, starting at 4.30 a.m. All right, buckle up. Loti, Longoria, 20 questions on who's our guest on Friday. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Final segment of the show. Thanks to Ricky Klaus from Channel 2 for joining us on the uh, story in Carroll County. All right, here we go. 20 questions. Who is the special guest on Friday? Low T, start us off. Is it a man? Yes. Longoria. Is he a comedian? No. Chuck. Uh, is he a movie actor? No. Longoria. Does he play sports? No. Chuck. Ha <laughs> uh, Is he a musician? No, Longoria. Is he a TV actor? No, Chuck. Well, hold on. He's not in movies. It's it's a famous person. Everyone will know him. Is, it a, is he a politician? Yes, Longoria. That was the seventh question, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, is he a local politician? No, Chuck. Is he, I love this game. Is he still in politics? Like, like is he still a elected representative? He is not currently holding office. Okay. Nine questions. Does he have hair? Yes. Ten questions. Well, I mean, he could be bald. That, that, <laughs> well, that be, narrows it down. Yeah, it could narrow you know, it down. Just out of curiosity, do you know any bald? <laughs> I don't know any politicians <laughs> okay, that don't a... have hair. Though. But I, I was love worth playing the... this game. With him. Uh, okay. Ten questions. Halfway time. there. You're you're good. You're okay, good though. So you know, it's a male here. politician so, with hair. So he, he's a semi-retired <laughs> politician. He's famous. Everybody would know him. 
And you got him on this show? Yes. I'm very proud of this. Okay. Um, is he a, was he a, a Georgia politician? No. Okay. Has he ever been president? No. 12 questions. He's not a Georgia politician. Uh, is it Rudy Giuliani? No. Damn it. 13 questions. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Is he from this country? Yes. 14 questions. <laughs> well, you could be a politician. He has hair from and he's from this, from this country. He was a politician. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Isn't that true? You're the best. You, I would think you guys want to narrow down to what his former office would be to help you out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, was he a senator? No. 15 questions. Was he a governor? Yes. 16 questions. Okay. Former governor, male. With hair. With hair. <laughs> From this country. <laughs> did <laughs> well, did I mean, he run for president this election cycle? Yes. 17 questions. Okay. You can pass, Longoria, if you want. Christie. It is not Chris Christie. 18 questions. So former governor. Ran for president. president. Has hair from this country. <laughs> Was it, uh, it's not Bobby Jindal. Not Bobby Jindal. One last guess, Longoria. Is it Herman Cain? <laughs> Wait, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Hey, what He's bald. That doesn't count. <laughs> yes, hair. You get the last question. Uh, is it, uh, you got to take a shot. You got to give me a name. Governor since your Rick list. Perry. Yes. Yeah. Oh, 20th question. Nice. Nails it. Rick Perry will join us on the no uh, show on Friday. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm excited. How'd you get that? How'd you land that? I have, you know, Erickson's not the only one with political I've, connections. I know. I, I, I totally get yeah. it. I, I'm impressed though. Rick Perry and comedian Josh Wolf on the show on Friday. That is a show. That was great. You nailed it on the 20th question. I'm very impressed, guys. Good job. Let's do Star of the Show. <laughs> Does he have hair? Are you guys ready for the Star of the Show? Jake, the 15-year-old student pilot, hands down the star of the show. Well done, Jake. Keep up the good work. All right. Um, tomorrow, little Sanjay in studio? Maybe does he have a know. date? Because that's the only way he's yeah. coming. Yeah, he's got a date. He's, 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 bringing, he's, he's bringing her to the station. Uh, definitely Johnny Kilbasa with a fast food review. NFL season kicks off tomorrow. He does we'll talk about that? And then Friday, Governor Rick Perry, comedian Josh Wolf. We'll continue the conversation right now on Twitter at Mark Aram, Facebook Mark Aram WSB, and Instagram Mark Aram. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network, and it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.